In today's episode, we're going to talk about an occult practice that you can try at home. Enjoy. Welcome to The Age of Jeremy. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. I am your host of this amazing podcast. You may know me from some businesses such as 3T Warrior Academy, Age of Radio, Merlin, uh, or Blockheads, which is bringing you the Merlin app. You might have heard of a little business I have called Q Financial, but essentially I am an entrepreneur and this podcast is about all of the things that I am learning along the way. Today's episode, we are going to talk about some occult stuff. So if you are super, 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 super overly religious, you may get offended. So this is a trigger warning, I suppose. Um, but I would also tell you to open up your mind and your um, uh, spirituality and your openness. Be more open and you might learn some amazing things. Um, so before we get started with that, I do want to shout out to all the people at 3 Warrior Academy that were a part of our X-Royalty virtual conference. Our X-Royalty is an NFT project. When you buy an NFT and you buy multiple NFTs, you get certain access or there's certain things that you can get, um, such as a free lifetime, well, it wouldn't be free, but a lifetime membership to our 3T Warrior Academy when you have, I believe it's five NFTs. I think that's tier three, if I'm not mistaken, but you can check it out at X-Royalty I.O. Um, but we had a virtual conference. Everybody that owns uh, X-Royalty uh, NFT will have access to this virtual conference every year. And we did our first one this last Friday. And Dustin and Josh, the media team, they blew that shit out of the water. It was phenomenal. It was so fun. We utilized Zoom um, events. We were able to have a backstage. We were able to come up on stage. They designed everything beautifully. We were able to chat. We were able to do breakout rooms where Johnny Crypto talked about Merlin. Andrew Cashflow talked about his advanced investment course. Um, who else talk? We had Billy talking about his day trading course. We had um, people from our Index Universal Life Insurance team talk. It was just a fantastic, fantastic time. And that is what it's all about, especially being part of this community. So if you're interested in being part of our NFT project, go to xroyalty.io and check it out. There will be a link over to XRP Cafe on how to purchase. Um, if you're in our Discord, you uh, the Discord is free. Um, there's a free portion and a paid per portion and an XRoyalty portion and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, but again, this is all part of our 3 2 Warrior Academy business. And our 3 2 Warrior Academy business is all about freedom. We have wealth pillars that we teach you inside of the Academy. So if you're interested in that, there's a seven-day free trial for any of you warriors out there that want to go through it. There's Coach JV's 120-day challenge. We talk about pre-IPO stuff. There's business essential stuff. There's crypto courses. There are advanced investing courses that are additional costs or premium courses. There's day trading courses, which are a premium course for an additional cost on the regular monthly membership. But everybody gets seven days free to go in there and check it out. It is fantastic. It is a community that has changed my life, Warriors, and I am super, super excited for that. And if you notice, I've said Warriors multiple, multiple times. You know what? I um, am very fond of the warrior life, whatever that means to you. Um, it means something specific and special to us inside of our community. We call all of our community warriors. Um, and so I'm going to move away from calling people peeps, um, which is something that I do on my socials and stuff. And I'm just going to go back to warriors um, uh, because the warrior 
uh, warrior is uh, an amazing thing. And we have a, a special mantra inside of the Warrior Academy. Um, that's the warrior mantra, and it goes like this. A warrior is kind, loving, compassionate, and most of all, calm, but at any point activate to protect their family and what they believe in. It is neither a man or a woman. It is a spirit. And I think that I think that to embody that, being able to realize that we all can be warriors, um, that it is about being kind, caring, loving, and compassionate and calm. But then also too, we refer to everybody in our community warriors. So rather than uh, differentiating that community, I'm bringing that warrior mindset into all of the communities that I'm a part of and hopefully going to um, teach or show or portray some of those things that I think that are part of being a warrior. And some of those things to me are um, uh, religious practices or spiritual practices, along with martial arts practices and things that we would regularly think of as being a warrior. Now, that being said, I don't practice martial arts on a regular basis. Um, I do practice spiritual practices on a regular basis and trying to get back into doing more martial arts on a regular basis. Um, now that I am uh, spending these five years, one year down into more efficiency, getting better, better with every amount of moment in time, getting more about um, it being effective, moving the world forward and designing the world that I want to see. And so if you are interested in that and, and you are a warrior and you want to know a bit more about the Warrior Academy, again, there's a link in that episode description, seven day free trial, go and check it out. But our warriors did an amazing job with our ex-royalty virtual conference. So I want to give them a huge, huge shout out. And then the other thing that I want to say is by the time that you hear this, Merlin will probably be live to waitlisters. Head on over to the 3 Warrior Academy YouTube channel. There was a live video with CJV and Johnny Crypto where they talked about not getting wrecked in 2024 in the crypto space and how and why Merlin can help you with that by creating an exit plan and an exit strategy. So if you are part of my special channel, my Q Consolidated channel inside of my Instagram, head on over to Age of Jeremy, get inside of that special group. You don't have to pay anything. It's just more transparent information that I am bringing to my audience and Instagram, utilizing the features and tools that Meta has provided for us inside of those um, in, in those applications. So I'm really, really excited about that. All right. So some of the other stuff, head on over to ageofradio.com. Um, uh, check out all of the great shows that we have. Hang out with us on Twitter, on our Addicted Podcasting Facebook group. There's links to everything in the episode description. Be a part of our community because I am building and we are building. Our team is unstoppable and we are building some of the greatest things in human history. And I'm super, super excited about that. So anyways, to kind of get started um, with what I wanted to talk about today, because it's going to be a little bit of a weird topic, I would say, for a lot of people. And I am trying to be less weird about it um, um, and the things that I want to do. So one of those things that I want to do is I'm a huge fan of Twitter spaces. In fact, I'm kind of taking that idea and we're integrating it into an application that I'm slowly designing um, for um, something that we're working on with Age of Radio. And so Twitter spaces um, or X spaces, whatever you want to call it, is a great way like Clubhouse to engage with your community in audio fashion. And one of the things that I'm getting to, along with this efficiency piece, getting better, rolling a lot of this stuff out, is another show on Twitter spaces um, where I'm just going to talk about uh, occult stuff, magic stuff, things that you normally spiritual stuff, get people talking about it to make us more open and, and about it. And the reason that is, is because the more, one of the things I learned from an amazing podcast called speaking of psychology, and it was about suicide um, and mental health in the workplace um, and just mental health in general, is that it's not so much about educating people about um, 
uh, mental health that actually gets people to be more empathetic about mental health. It is about knowing people that are that have mental health issues and understanding that they are regular people that are going through lives, doing the best that they can, dealing with a, a mental disability or a mental health issue. Um, and the more that we talk about those things and the more that you know people that have those issues, the better that we can create an empathetic and compassionate space for people with mental health and those types of conversations. And so a lot of the things that I talk about a lot lately in some of the conversations that I've been having at some of the conferences I did at our Freedom Conference, I talked about it at the CJV um, meet and greet. I talked a little bit about it at our ex-royalty virtual conference is that I have a mental health disorder called borderline personality disorder, which I'm being open about and talking about it. And this is going to lead into what I want to talk about today is that the more that I talk about that, that it's an irregulation of emotions that when I get sad, I'm a lot sadder than someone who has non that has regular emotional patterns. And when I get angry, I'm a lot angrier than people that have regular emotional patterns. When I get jealous, my jealousy is harder. My anger is harder. My sadness is harder. My happiness is harder. I experience life a lot differently than other people do because of that unregulated um, emotional situation. And so one of the best ways to do that is meditative practices. Um, there's a specific, um, therapy that goes with that. I'm not going to get into that now. You can go look it up. Um, uh, it is cognitive behavioral therapy. And so, or dialectic behavior therapy, sorry. And so essentially what it is, is it takes mindfulness practices in your everyday life to realize that you can be in that moment. And what that allows you to do is that when you are feeling sad or when you're feeling angry, you're just in it. You are just experiencing it. You are just understanding it. You are not reacting to it. And then that allows those emotional regulations to pass and for you to get better understanding of how they work so that you can go and live a regular life. So without yoga, meditation, magic, um, religious practices, spirituality, it would have been a lot harder for me to cope and get through life. And there was a lot of problems that I had throughout life dealing with alcohol um, abuse, drug abuse, or not drug abuse, but alcohol abuse. Um, uh, behavioral problems that have all stemmed from that irregulated, um, irregulative emotion. And so are unregulated, unregulated motion, unregulated emotion. And so, so with mindfulness and these types of practices, we can start to get a better understanding of who we are, which is a little bit about what this specific practice does that I'm going to talk about today. Um, and so I'm not going to say that this practice is designed for people that have borderline personality disorder. The reason why I brought that up is because the more that you know that I have borderline personality disorder, the more that you are going to understand that people have borderline personality disorder necessarily aren't crazy. They just experience the world in a different way. And that's going to hopefully make you more empathetic, sympathetic, and compassionate towards individuals individuals that say that they have borderline personality disorder and you're not going to be like, oh, well, that's a fake thing or that's, you know, just a made up thing or something along those lines that we tend to do when we don't understand something. And even if you did educate yourself on it, it is better to know somebody that has it to understand it than to not. And that is what makes people empathetic and compassionate. And so in my mind or the way that I think about it then is that if we talk about magic or we talk about spiritual practices or ceremonial practices or mystical practices or mysticism, the more open we are going to be able to have these conversations. And then the more people will be less fearful of things because when they don't understand something and when they don't know someone does that thing, that is where fear 
comes from. And one of the things that I wanted to do when I was a lot younger was spend time educating people on this so they could be a part of these practices, understand that there's benefit, there's different types of benefit, there's different ways to use these in everybody's spiritual practice, and all the spiritual practices are the same and and oneness. Uh, and and it's a very new age concept. Um, and so if you were to say to me, you know, what religion are you? I would normally say a Buddhist, but in my heart, I'm a mystic. I am a um, magician. I would say I don't use that as a, like an illusionary. Um, so when you're talking to someone who practices magic or practices occult practice, occult things, right? They usually refer to themselves as magicians. And when they're talking about someone who practices what normal people would think of magic, that's illusionary. So if we were to take all of these things and put them into the world of Dungeons and Dragons, um, that would be illusionary magic. And then ours would be ceremonial magic. And so there are different things. And so, so there are lots of different ways to use magic in different areas. And I'm not going to sit on this specific podcast and talk about magic specifically. I want to talk about kind of the goal of what people are trying to do when they are going after enlightenment. So if you don't know what enlightenment is, it's a, it's a practice. It's, it's, it is something that's talked a lot about when we think of Buddhism, when we're thinking of free thinkers, when we're thinking of progressive people, um, and, and they're, they're different types of religious practices. Um, but essentially, uh, enlightenment, what it is, give me one second. Um, I want to find, I want to use the the definition from Buddhism and I just want to make sure that I'm getting it accurate. So in Buddhism, it's the state of having attained spiritual knowledge or insight that creates an awareness, which frees a person from the cycle of rebirth. And so essentially a good way that I can think about enlightenment is, is that you are reaching your highest self and you are pushing yourself outside of the time and space of life and death. And so usually when we have enlightenment, we still have these cycles of birth, but we can also think of them just as cycles. Even if we don't want to go into the part and we're nihilistic and we're atheist or whatever, the more that you work on enlightenment, the less likely you are going to be caught in different cycles in your own life because you are becoming more perfect, I guess you are becoming above those things and you're able to see those things and able to understand yourself as you really are so that you can make the changes so that those things don't happen. So even if we say that there is no life after death, we can still think of enlightenment as coming above our ability to, to be conquered, controlled by cycles, right? of the regular patterns that are happening within our life. And that is what's super important about enlightenment. And so with that, there are different practices and a lot of, some of those practices are on the surface and some of those practices are underneath um, or hidden within the different religions or taught in different ways. And so when we're talking about those types of practices that are more hidden or more unknown to the populace, those are usually what we call esoteric or occult practices, hidden knowledge. And so the first thing I want people to be open that are listening to this about the term occult. Occult doesn't mean anything bad. It just means hidden knowledge, okay, which is different from cult, which has a meaning that I'm not going to really go into right now. But when we're talking about a cult, it's not demonic. It's not satanic. It is just a hidden knowledge that isn't at the forefront of what's happening in the regular religion. So when we think about Judaism, there is Judaism, and then there is the Kabbalah or Jewish mysticism practice. When we have Christianity, we have Christian mysticism. We have in uh, Muslims, we in Islam, we have Sufism, 
which are the esoteric practices inside of Islam. In um, Buddhism, we have um, Shingon Buddhism. And in India, in Japan, in China and Korea, they have different names for all of that. But there's a hidden knowledge. And a lot of the times in these hidden knowledges, there is continuous conversation about how you can arise in this lifetime to meet your perfect self or your enlightened state. And so one of the the names for that inside of Christianity is the holy guardian angel. And so the reason why this practice is good is for a couple of things. One is it is that when you are doing a holy guardian angel practice, so this practice is to get you in tone with understanding your holy guardian angel, and, and the practice is to pull that holy guardian angel kind of out of you, which will set you on the path of what you need to do to reach full enlightenment and to have that and to be one with your holy guardian angel. Okay. And so this practice alone won't usually do it. Usually there are practices in, in esoteric practices that go along with this by, you know, practicing scrying, understanding astrology, working on the tree of life. Um, in, in Shingon, there are certain rituals where you, um, repent. There is, um, um, lots of meditation practices that all go along with this. But the reason why I like this practice is my, um, a family member, came to me once and they said to me, they said, you know, I want to, how do I find my purpose? Well, one of the ways in which you can find your purpose is if you're having a hard time is by doing this practice, because what it ends up doing is it ends up giving you the ability to visualize your perfect self and then meld that perfect self within yourself. And through this kind of practice over time and over weeks, you will start to understand who you specifically are as you're able to visualize your perfect self inside of the practice. Okay. And so, so we're going to go through this practice through an audio tape that from one of my heroes. Um, and, and my hero, this is the, I don't have a lot of heroes or a lot of people that I, I respect a lot of people in the occult world and I respect a lot of people in science. Uh, a lot of people today, I don't have a lot of respect for. I don't know if that's because I'm arrogant or ignorant or whatever the case is. But the point is, is that, is that Israel Regardi was someone that I've read, read extensively when I was growing up. Um, and so I enjoy these tapes of his, um, and I utilize them for practice, um, not on a, a regular, regular basis. I'm trying to get back into doing them more on a regular basis. Uh, but, but essentially Israel Regardi, uh, is an occultist and he, um, He's a British uh, American occultist, ceremonial magician, and writer who spent much of his life in the United States. Um, he wrote 15 books about occultism. I have most of them. I have a lot of them in first editions. Um, he uh, he's a an orthodox. He was born into an orthodox orthodox Jewish family, um, and he became very intrigued by a gentleman named Aleister Crowley um, when he was younger and then spent some time working with him. Um, he spent some time studying theosophy, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jewish mysticism. Um, and then with Aleister Crowley, they spent a lot of time together. Um, Israel Agardi was a member of a, 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 a ceremonial um, uh, I guess an occult organization, um, a, a group, a secret society called the Order of the Golden Dawn. Um, I can't, um, uh, I don't want to really go into what the Order of the Golden Dawn was on this because it'll be too long, but just go look at the Order of the Golden Dawn and just be open-minded. Um, and then him and Aleister Crowley kind of had a falling out. Um, and then the or Order of the Golden Dawn was kind of like pushed aside or kind of closed down essentially. And Israel Regardi took a lot of those practices and he made them into the public because he believed the public should know about them. Um, and then he spent a lot of his time in a chiropractory. Um, and he spent a lot of his time studying psychology, um, especially at the time uh, that he 
there was a, a, a psychologist named Wilhelm Reich that was that was studying this thing called orgone therapy. So he spent a lot of time with that. And then he ended up having a practice in um, Sedona and then he ended up dying um, as people do. And so, and so when I was growing up, I started reading this stuff when I was in my teens and I really, really liked the stuff that he had talked about. I really wanted to understand chiropractory and psychology and I still love those things. And I still plan, you know, um, with my uh, goals on becoming more efficient and being more towards my my true self and 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 reaching my holy guardian angel and really bringing that into fruition because I spent a lot of time when I was in the bank not talking about these things not practicing these things being worried about what people would think and now frankly I just don't give a fuck so and I want to teach it and share it with people because I think people are missing out because there's a lot of great things that could come from a lot of this these practices and so he has a bunch of CDs and tapes and if you don't know what a CD is it's a little disc that you would put in a thing and it would spin like a record player and it would play sound and so so you can find all these uh on youtube i will have a link to the description to this holy guardian angel one and from there you can find whatever you want but so essentially what you're doing in this holy guardian angel is you are relaxing you're calming yourself and then what you're doing is you are picturing you are starting off by picturing your perfect self um and so in buddhism that might be you know having um and i hate to say this word um but it's a buddhist symbol um buddhas usually have a swastika um in their heart on their heart um not the nazi swastika but the eastern swastika um that's something that is uh buddhist buddhism buddhist will have that um um hairs on their um chest or heart in that area i can't remember off the top of my head you'll have a goldish skin tone on your body um you will um be be slender um and you will be illuminating uh, light um you will have flat feet and so i picture these things as a bodhisattva or as a buddha when i'm imagining mine but you can imagine what perfectness might be to you in your religious tradition so in this tradition because he was a orthodox jew and a Christian and a lot of the golden dawn stuff was is Christian mysticism. So in this practice, they will picture an angel, right? So you're picturing your perfect self, what that looks like, what that is, what that mentally is, what you know, what your knowledge base is, how you're learning your your status in life, and it's going to change over time as you practice this because as you get closer to bringing and connecting with your holy guardian angel, you're going to realize that the things that you thought were perfection weren't the things that that aren't you never that are you would have never even thought of right that's the benefit of this practice and what it does is it pushes you towards your purpose and so one of the things that can happen when you're doing this practice is you will start to over time realize what it is is that your true purpose is and that's one of the biggest benefits of practicing these types of things um if you're willing to give it a shot and so anyway so you you imagine this person above you right in all of their glory and then you breathe, and as you breathe in, you yearn for it, you long for it, you try to, you you want it more than anything in the world, and then when you breathe out, it becomes one with you. And then as, I'm not going to play the whole part of the practice, I'm going to play the beginning of it, but what happens is over time, then you're breathing, and it's coming into you, and then it's coming into you, and then it's coming into you, and it's coming into you, and you start to become one with the Holy Guardian Angel. And again, this is a really, really good practice, I believe, if you don't understand what your purpose is in life. Now, that also being said, I will give a few warnings. I would not recommend that you teach this to a child. So if you're under the age of 18, I do not recommend that you do it. Um, any type of, and I know it's going to sound strange and weird, unless you have a, a, a parent that's there to guide you. 
the reason being is because if there are any type of psychological situations within your, if there's any different types of archetypes, archetypes that you believe in, in your subconscious, those archetypes start to come into fruition from them. And so a lot of the times when you're practicing occult practices, you start, you can have the tendency to become narcissistic. You can have the tendency to have an inflated ego. You can have the tendency to start to think that you are uh, some type of Messiah. You can start to think that you are a Christ. You can start to think all of these things. And while you are kind of all of those things, the, 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 the the it's like you're doing it in an unhumble way about it right and and that's when you can get a lot of people that go off and do these crazy occultish things in their life like say alistair crowley did where you know they are thinking that they're god and 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 not in the sense that you are a god but that you are the god and i'm not saying that alistair crowley did that i'm just saying that that could be happening and so Usually when you're going through occult stuff, if you're an adult, just make sure that you're being mindful of what it is, that you're staying humble. If you get really, really deep into it, um, make sure that you read some good books. I really recommend William James's um, variety of religious experiences. It can kind of help you understand what is really happening in your psyche when you're going through religious experiences. So you don't inflate them into something that they necessarily are not. Um, and you can bring yourself back and be grounded and at the same time and, and, and in oneness with yourself because the goal of this is, like I said, is to reach enlightenment. And again, if you don't believe in life after death and you don't believe in cycles of rebirth, it can be the enlightenment of overcoming cycles and, and healing all the problems that are inside of you. And that is some of the greatness that can come from it. But again, if you don't have a very stable psyche, then sometimes those things can become inflated and cause lots of different problems, psychological problems in one's life. And so that's why I'm just saying there's there's a caveat to that. You probably won't get that from this specific practice, but if you go deeper into occult practices and enlightening practices and spirituality practices and meditative practices, those things could definitely arise. So I do also want to give a warning to that. So I'm going to play the audio um, of Israel Regardi going through this practice for about five or 10 minutes, um, and then I'll bring it back and I will do some closing thoughts. So here is um, a practice on how to um, get in touch with your holy guardian angel. Take a seated position. Command yourself to relax. Start rhythmic breathing. Let us ask for divine guidance at the beginning of each session. O Lord of the universe, the vast and the mighty one, ruler of the light and the darkness, we adore thee and we invoke. Look thou with favor upon me, who now standeth before thee, and grant thine aid unto the highest aspirations of my soul, that I may be enabled to accomplish the great work, to the glory of thine ineffable name. Amen. You have achieved perfect relaxation. Your mind is at peace. 
you are now able to concentrate your thoughts, your feelings, your awareness. Imagine now there towers above you another being who represents your higher self, your holy guardian angel. See this majestic towering figure standing above you watching over you with his light and love, protecting you, guiding you. With each breath you take, you aspire and yearn to be one with your angel. With the exhalation, this great being descends into you. You and your guardian angel are becoming one. Inhale, yawn towards your divine angel. Exhale, he descends and occupies your being. Imagine this divine being with wings that are outstretched, vibrating rapidly with spiritual power. He stands above you, benign, gracious, beatific. Inhale, long for, yearn for, and aspire towards this great being who is yourself made perfect. Exhale, imagine and feel 
this divine spiritual figure descending, occupying your body, your mind, your soul. Now, hopefully you made it through that entire audio. I know sometimes those things can sound scary or, you know, uh, mystical or to, to lack of a better understanding, satanic. Um, or it just sounds like some old guy talking. It all depends on where you are at in your religious um, religious um, uh, journey. And so I would recommend doing that maybe once or twice a week. Um, it really helps me get centered when I'm not, um, if I feel like I'm going off path to pull myself into my true self. Um, and I think that, again, in, in religious practices, the way that I believe them is that our goal is to become one with our bodhisattva, to become a bodhisattva, to become one with our holy guardian angel. And it's all kind of the same thing. Um, one of the things that I love about Buddhism is there is a there is a path for everybody because the, Bu the Buddha, he did not believe that everybody could go one path and get to the answer. And so because of that, when we're looking at all of Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Sufism, um, Jainism, um, uh, na native religions, um, and by natives, I mean Native Americans, Native Europeans, you know, Celtic religions, Wiccan, Ma any type of religion. Those religions um, we have created over time, right? Um, or God has created over time, or um, uh, a being has created over time, whatever you want to believe, they are here. And every specific one leads us to the same understanding of being able to, in my opinion, being able to get out of regular cycles within our life. Um, now, whether that's a cycle of rebirth and death, like I believe, or if it's just a cycle of, of, of having the same repetitive patterns, being with an abusive partner, you know, taking advantage, being taken advantage of, taking advantage of other people, drinking, drugs, you know, not having your finances in order. These types of things take you out of all of those things. So when you focus your on your spiritual progress and you focus on being better than you were the day before, and you utilize these amazing, amazing uh, practices that that I believe have been hidden from us. Um, not, not they haven't been hidden from us. I don't think because of lack of not wanting people to understand them. They have been hidden because there's a fear that people will not know what to do as they go up. And that's as they, as they go up in different, as they get closer to this enlightenment, not everybody can handle those types of things in my opinion. Um, well, I take that back. In my opinion, I think people can handle those types of things if they are given the correct guidance. Um, but it used to be that you would have to go and be part of the organization like the Golden Order of the Golden Dawn, um, um, Builders of the Adiatum. Um, and so those are the uh, Builders of the Adiatum is still around to this day. Um, and so, so you would have to go and be a part of these things. And that is how you would learn what you needed to learn to progress through their, you know, their organization and to different levels, um, kind of like a Freemason group or a secret society. And so they're not, these groups aren't designed to be like, to take over the world. They're designed to help people go through what they need to go through to become their better selves and to reach the enlightenment um, and to become their perfect self or to reach their holy guardian angel. And so one of the things that I believe, just like Israel Gardi believed, that everybody should be given this knowledge and we should make those tools and resources available to the public so that they all can go and do that. And, and if you've ever listened to me ever, I believe in every single individual has the ability and to, to be the greatest that they can if they are given the resources and tools and educated and taught. 
And hopefully that's what I hope to do over time through um, my Try This at Home series on the Twitter spaces. And so this is kind of like what those Twitter spaces would be about, but we would be able to have people come up and we could talk. We could have really good um, uh, uh, conversations because I haven't, you know, when I was in bank for a very long time in the banking industry, I didn't do a lot of this stuff. I was afraid to do a lot of this stuff. And, and now that I am becoming myself finally again from breaking away from the system, it is invigorating for me, exciting for me to be a part of this and then get back on the path of me sharing these things because there's still plenty of time to do it. And that is one of the things that I want to do um, because I believe in these practices and I believe in spirituality and I believe we should be open and honest and have conversations about it. And I don't judge anybody based off of their religion. Sometimes I am anti um, what we normally think of Christian religions, just and and to some extent, uh, some some Mormons, um, and so I'm working to be better at that. Um, just being honest, and um, just because of the way in which they they push their religious beliefs, um, when I think that the way in which they're believing, um, some of them is completely inaccurate and wrong but I'm not, I don't believe in telling people that they're wrong either. They can see the life that I live and see the life that others live. And if they choose not to be a part of that, or they want to continue to live their life, I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, so again, I hope that you enjoyed this um, episode. I hope it wasn't too freaky or weird for anybody. Um, again, you can always reach me on Snapchat. You can Snapchat me anytime at Age of Jeremy and ask any question that you want. Um, you can hit me up on all of the other socials. I guess I really like doing Snapchat. I was able to do Snapchat with a warrior um, who follows me on Snapchat, and I enjoy doing that. Um, so warriors, I love you. Remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. I will talk with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to The Age of Jeremy. If you like this podcast, make sure that you give it a five-star rating so it can get in front of more people if your podcatcher allows you to give ratings. Um, the opening song was Brave Faces Everyone by, um, I'm sorry, it was uh, Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. The closing song was Threatening Each Other Recapitalism by Illuminati Hotties. I use Neumann microphones, Zoom L8 mixing boards. I use uh, Steinberg's Cubase to record on, and I use Waves plugins and one last time remember be thankful grateful and kind we'll talk with you last we'll talk with you next time bye